Hey, hey, what's up, y'all? I am Ash Cash, the financial motivator. I am excited for today's new episode. So if you don't know, if you've been a subscriber already, you might have been used to the old format of just me interviewing people. But now we have a daily show that we're doing every Monday through Friday, 8 a.m., to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You could see it live by going to ashcashtv.com. But if you don't see it live, don't fret. We will be putting the podcast on this channel every single day. So tune in and subscribe and make sure that you get this podcast. But today's show is exciting. We are talking about Jill Scott, Erica Badu versus... Uh, we got Nelly, Ludacris who are coming up. We got the economy and we got tons of questions from live viewers. So tune in, tap in the Ash Cash Show. I ain't talking about rich. I'm talking about wealth, wealth, wealth. Money ain't a thing. Money ain't a thing. Money in the bank. Money in the bank. We can talk, but money talk. So talk money. Ash Cash Show. Ash Cash Show. What's up? Good morning, good morning, good morning. The Ash Cash Show every Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Uh, to 9 a.m. And this is this is my goal, just to give y'all uh, the news uh, that is going on every day from, uh, from, from our perspective. Jill Scott and Erica Badu um, had a billion impressions. Uh, on on um, their battle and how you know I think I think she was getting flack um, and we could we could we could start there right so uh, Erica Badu I, I I believe during the live and I'm not even gonna sit here and lie to you so no so normally I do watch the versus battles so if anybody doesn't know what the versus battles are uh, Timberland and Swiss B started this uh, versus battle where uh, they get two comparable artists, producers, songwriters, um, and they go against each other, right? And so some of the uh, the best ones or some of the ones that we know, you know, obviously T-Pain. Uh, T um, who did T-Pain go against? T uh, Lil John. So T-Pain versus Lil John, Swiss Beast versus Timberland, Neo versus Jonte Austin. Uh, you had, I mean, the infamous Teddy Riley versus uh, Babyface. Um, and so now we had Jill Scott versus um, Erica Badu. And so, um, I mean, I'll be honest, I didn't really watch the whole thing. I listened to it in the background, but I didn't really watch the whole thing because I'm a fan of both. But, I, you know, you just got to be in the mood to like, you know, it's, it's a it's a whole vibe. You know what I'm saying? So you you got to be in the mood to, um, to kind of feel that vibe. And for me, me personally versus... To me, um, when I was watching the earlier ones, I felt like it was the the talking, right? The talking-ish that made it dope for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, as people are, you know, talking their ish, you know, and, and, and you know, and you know in, in, in a nice, friendly way, though, too. So it's not even like, 
it wasn't even done uh, disrespectful or anything like that. It was done in, in, a, in, a, in a nice way. And, and that's what made it fun for me. And I just felt like it was a lot of kumbaya, as you would think, right? Because both Jill Scott and Erica Badu on a different level, uh, spiritually and, you know, from a, from a, you know, from a soul perspective. And that's why, you know, that's why I listen to their music because there is, you know, there's certain vibes, right? So like the Erica Badu, Jill Scott, like in the RE, like, you know, you'll get certain vibes from them. Um, but um, I saw Swiss Beats post that they had uh, one, you know, one one billion impressions, which means that, um, you know, I think they had six hundred thousand people live, right? And six hundred people, uh, six hundred thousand people live, and there was uh, this. Uh, I don't know. It was discussion that was happening um, about the culture, about owning the culture, and that the fact that uh, this is, um, you know, one of those situations where, um, you know. For a long time, you know, we've been, uh, meaning black and brown people have been uh, the ones in charge of the culture, um, but for whatever reasons, um, we've never been the ones who monetize off of the culture, meaning the people who are bringing the culture um, to the forefront aren't the ones, um, you know, necessarily benefiting the most. Um, so Mr. Uh, Mr. Eastman said it, it went up to 776. So that's a lot, right? And so do the math, right? Somebody do the math. Um, you know, if imagine, right? And so this was this was free, right? And so so Erica Badu had some flack um, online because during a live she was saying she was unemployed, right? And I I don't think people really liked the fact that she said that that hey I'm unemployed, right? Um, but the truth of the matter is that if, you know, her bulk of her money comes from her being out and about, right, her, um, you know, performing and making money from ticket sales, if this pandemic has stopped live events, then how is she really going to eat, right? Like, how is she really going to make money? And so... Think about this for a second, right? So we just we just saw a confirmation that it went up to seven hundred and seventy six thousand people were watching. Um, I'm sure with everybody being home and no other alternative way to uh, experience sort of like a live concert of sorts. Uh, imagine if everybody paid five dollars to access this platform or access this battle, right? Uh, and in in a way that was. That wasn't what Teddy Riley was doing. I know that in the beginning, um, he was trying to simulcast. Like, he was trying to, you know, have his live on one feed, but then people go to his website and watch the battle on another feed to try to monetize on his intellectual property, which is nothing wrong with that, right? Um, but I also think, you know, from a perspective of even the way the versus battle is currently, imagine... If everybody paid five dollars to access, you know, this battle, you know, and I know, you know, Swiss and Timberland um, have made it a point to say that this is not about this is for the culture, you know, um, it's not about monetization, because I guess uh, that they've had a lot of interest, um, you know, they've had um, a lot of they've had a lot of interest. They have a, they've had a lot of people uh, coming to them, asking them about um you know about being a sponsor for the versus battles you know and so 
um, there is like a double-edged sword almost. It's like, yo, uh, it's true, right? Like if if you if can somebody do the math, seven hundred and seventy-six thousand times five, right? Like if everybody paid five dollars, and not let let's not let's not even say everybody paid five. Let's just say half of the people, right? Let's say half of the people were were, were on there because they were um you know, half of the people were on there because they felt like it was free, right? So let's say 776,000 divided by two, right? I'll say half of the people didn't even, you know, didn't even think like, you know what, I'm not paying for this. But but half of the people were like, yo, I'll be glad to pay $5. Um, that's literally $1.9 million. You know what I'm saying? And so when I think about um, potential, right? And I don't know what the future holds for the versus battles, uh, but when you think about the potential of income that it could bring, it could really um, help subsidize some of these artists, um, you know, livelihood if that's how they live, right? And that's how they eat. So I, I thought it was very interesting, and that's why I uh, brought it up. Uh, I believe that uh, Swiss Beats has announced that the next um, the next battle is going to be um, uh, Nelly and Ludacris, which which I'm actually looking forward to because uh, both of them, it's about personality for me. So both of them have dope. And I'm saying Jill Scott and Erica Badu don't have a good personality, but um, yeah, you know, like Nelly and Ludacris, like I can see the the ish talking is gonna be good in in a respectful way because they homies, you know what I'm saying? In a respectful way, but they both got hits, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, I'm not sure if the date. Uh, was dropped yet um but i'm but i'm definitely looking forward to that um in other news uh i found this uh very interesting um and so you know warren buffett is somebody who people look to um very much so because of his experience in investment investing being one of the top richest people in the world but really having uh sound advice you know um and so uh, I saw this article, which was very, very good because you know me. Um, it's all about uh, mindset, you know, for me at the end of the day, right? How can you change your mind uh, to manage your money better, right? And so it's all it's all about, um, you know, it's all about mindset. And so there was an article in Inc. magazine where Warren Buffett uh, in four, you know, in, in four steps, um, you know, he provides a powerful mental habit for achieving success, right? So he gave he he gives uh, four steps or four things that you uh, can do in order to uh, make it a habit to manage success. Um, and I wanted to share those with you because I think they were very important. Uh, number one, uh, Warren Buffett says to assess all possible outcomes. Um, and so many people experience fear of failure because they fear the unknown. Remove that fear by considering all the potential outcomes of, of your decision. So I, I like that because when you start thinking about success, um, you have to make sure that you're looking at all outcomes because for whatever reasons, and this is for your finances, this is for business, uh, for whatever reasons. I mean, I know, I know the reason. Let me not say for whatever reasons, but a lot of times when people are going through things, the brain is actually wired to to think about sort of like the worst case scenario, and so the brain is 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 wired to to think uh, about what could go wrong, uh, because we don't want these things to happen, and so because we don't want these things to happen, it's easy to focus on what uh, could go wrong, and not necessarily focus on what could go right. 
Um, and so, you know, I think the importance of assessing all possible outcomes is good because what happens is that when you assess all possible outcomes, you're looking at the bad things that can happen, but then you're looking at the good things that can happen. And then um, it allows your brain um, to really focus on uh, what's possible, you know, uh, and probable. And so I think that was that was uh, a good number one. Then number two, um, it's think in the positive, right? Um, and so he he says positive thinking is an incredible, powerful way to build self confidence, confidence, and and stop self sabotage. Um, and so you know when you think about um, you know self confidence, self sabotage. A lot of times people have good things working for them, um, but for whatever reasons, you know. Um, I mean, again, not for whatever reasons, the, the, the brain is, is wired to sometimes if you don't train it the right way, um, the, the, the brain in the majority is, is, is geared towards looking at what's negative. And so it's important that people start focusing on the positive, standing in the light. I'll give you an example. I was, um, talking to my wife about this, uh, over the weekend. Um, and it's funny that, um, a lot of the coronavirus deaths that have happened, uh, due to this pandemic, um, if the mind and the will was stronger, I wonder if the amount of deaths that we've had uh, would have still happened. So I'll give you an example, like the flu, right? They talk about the flu, uh, you know, for the flu, it's also contagious. The flu also kills a lot of people. The flu also, um, you know, new strands are built each year. Um, and so because of, because of the strands and things of that nature, um, you know, that people die from the flu, but what happens is that because there isn't this, uh, fear associated with the flu, uh, there are a lot of people who don't die from the flu. Right. And so the reason why I say that is because, you know, as my wife and I were talking, we were talking about sort of like pandemics and we were talking about placebo effects. Right. So anytime, um, uh, scientists, doctors, medicine—they they test a new um, medicine or, or or vaccine or whatever. They they have they always have to have two control groups. They have to have one group that is is um, taking the medicine, but then they also have another group that they give a placebo to. And what a placebo means is that they give them a like a sugar pill or something that does not have any effect on. Their, their healing process, but they think it does, right? And then they see, you know, what percentage of people survive based on the medicine and then what people survive based on the placebo. Well, if scientists, right, science, if scientists did not know that the mind was powerful, they wouldn't give placebo. And do people recover from illnesses using placebo? Absolutely, right? Which means that, a lot of times, it's the power of the mind that heals. Uh, I, I want to say more, more times than not, I'm not saying that medicine is not important. Um, it doesn't play a factor. Um, but in, in cases of having strong will, like we've seen, quote unquote, uh, medical miracles, right? Like we've seen medical miracles where people, you know, were, um, you know, you, you thought, thought they weren't going to make it, but somehow through will, through um, determination, they were able to, to make it through. Um, and, you know, that that's through positive thinking. That's through that, that placebo effect. And so that's why um, thinking positive is not just 
something that's like, oh, this is, you know, think positive, you'll be all right. Like, this is literally something that can save your life, save your, your money, save your business. Um, and so, you know, I love that uh, Warren Buffett, his number two uh, is think positive. Um, his number three, right? So, so Warren Buffett came out earlier with, um, you know, four... Uh, powerful mental habits to achieve success. Um, and so this is success in, you know, anything that you want, right? So success in, in life, success in business, success in relationships, right? Um, number three is to reevaluate your worst case scenario. Um, and he says, uh, it's human of us to look at the worst case scenario as a, as a disaster in the making, but is it? Uh, your worst case scenario may actually not be that bad. So perspective, uh, um, uh, and, and of other people really matter uh, to reframe your situation. And so um, even um, there's a book by Dale Carnegie that uh, uh, is called How to Win Friends and Influence People. And that's one of the things that they talk about, right? Like accept the worst, right? And so he's saying reevaluate your, your worst case scenario, which is similar to what Dale Carnegie was saying. And so what he's saying is this, is like um, if you accept the worst case scenario in whatever situation that you want, at the end of the day, um, you'll realize that the worst isn't that bad, you know? Um, you know, like, like for instance, let's, let's, let's think about the economy. Let's think about, uh, COVID-19. Let's think about all these things that are happening. Uh, the, you know, the worst case scenario, uh, that can happen is that, you know, someone, you know, or, or people lose their jobs, uh, they lose everything. And then now they have to start, start from scratch. And so we might be like, man, that's, that's horrible. Right. But at the end of the day, I feel like, um, in the positions that we're in, if you lose it all, uh, there is still an opportunity, right? We, we still live in a strong nation. We still have a strong economy. Uh, we still have the ability to, you know, businesses are still still thriving. It's not one of those situations where um, everybody, you know, everybody's suffering, right? Like there are people still making money. There are people who are going to stimulate the economy, Um as their businesses grow, and that's something you have to look at. A lot of these businesses that may be in a position where they are growing, a lot of those businesses may, um, or as they grow, they're going to need employees. And so, it, it you know, it's it it sort of looks like a wealth transfer or a transfer of uh, resources where there are people who are, um, you know, trying to figure things out. And, and, and there's a lot of them, right? Because I think the last numbers were like 33 million people who lost jobs. But then there's there's companies that have, you know, that have 15 employees who are now seeing a skyrocket. And what happens when the demand starts to increase? They're going to start to need to hire. And so what I'm saying is that the worst case scenario, you lose everything and have to restart but re maybe restarting is not bad. Maybe restarting is what you what you, you what you need. Uh, you know, I'll tell you. You know, I'll tell you. Sort of like for me, when I talked about Erica Badu and Jill Scott earlier, how Erica Badu was like the majority of her money was coming from tours and traveling. Well, I'm you know I speak for a living, right? And so as a speaker who speaks for a living. Um, you know, I was hit by, you know, by the coronavirus as well, by the pandemic as well, because now I can't go out uh, and speak. And I took pride into being able to rock crowds. Like if you've ever seen me live, like, like my energy is something different. And, and I, and I bought, 
uh, something, I won't say something new because, you know, Les Brown is my speaking mentor. And I, and I remember watching Les Brown and saying, yes, that's the type of energy that I have. And, and I want to not mimic Les Brown, but you know, that's, that's my, that's my mentor. And so if you've ever experienced me live, like I get the, I get the crowd rocking, you know, as it relates to, you know, being able to speak. And so seeing me, you know, it, you know, on computer is different. And, but I had to make a pivot. I had to figure out my business model. And so now I had to say to myself, how do I pivot? How do I, you know, change my, my business model? So I looked at the worst case scenario. I said, yo, you know, what if, what if my savings depletes? You know, what if I got to sell off some assets to, you know, to bring cash flow in? Okay. You know, um, worst case scenario. And at the end of the day, uh, even if I had to, uh, you know, redo my lifestyle, you know, my family's lifestyle. We have to, you know, figure things out temporarily. I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a hustler. I know how to get it. I'm a smart guy. I don't think that, you know, that, that, that situation will happen for, for that long. And so, you know, I'm saying that, you know, in everything you do, just look at the worst case scenario and accept it, accept the worst, right? Accept the worst case scenario. Um, but then move forward, right? Like do not, um, you know, look at the worst case scenario and accept it and say, okay, this is what it is, but just be like, just be okay with it. And, and, here, and here's why too, from a philosophical perspective as well, is that um, you get what you feel, right? Like you will always get what you feel. Like if you feel hopeless, then hopeless situations are going to happen. If you feel empowered, then empowered situations are going to happen. That's, that's just what it is. Right. And so for me, I feel like when you accept the worst and you'd be like, yo, this is the worst that can happen, I bet. And you accept that, um, but not be fearful of it, right? Because if you are fearful of it, you know what I mean? What, you know, uh, what you reject will project, right? If you're like, nah, this ain't whatever, like that's the energy you're putting towards it. If you're, you know, if you're putting energy towards, oh my God, like I, I fear this, I hope this doesn't happen, this is the worst thing, I can't let this happen, then, then a lot of times that's what actually happens because life is energy. Life doesn't, um, um, life does not recognize negative or positive. Life just knows what you're putting your attention to. So where your attention goes, uh, was it uh, where, where energy flows, attention goes? Oh no, where attention goes, energy flows. And so life is energy, right? And so if you are putting the energy like, oh my God, what's the, oh my, I might lose my job, oh my, you like, like that worry that you potentially can be giving yourself during this time, um, you could be calling that stuff to you. You might have not been in jeopardy at all, but because you're, you're giving energy to these things, that's what you start attracting. And so when you accept the worst, when you like, yo, you know what? Yo, I know how to get it from the mud. I bet. Worst case scenario, I'm like, I bet. Now I'm a, now I'm a go. Um, that changes things. And I, I mean, honestly, like even for me, um, when I realized that I was like, all right, you know what? Boom. Speaking income is gone for now. All right. How can I pivot? And so now people started coming to me, you know, people started hitting me up, uh, you know, corporations started hitting me up for online trainings and, you know, you know, uh, my, my book sales is, you know, going up and people are joining my uh, online Academy more. Right. And so, cause I'm giving more attention to my online stuff now. And so because I'm giving more attention to that, you know, I'm starting to see, you know, income come in, you know, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and that's because that's where I'm putting my attention. I accepted it. I was like, yo, worst case scenario. I don't know how this thing is going to look worst case scenario. I may, you know, I may have to liquidate some stuff. I may have to fall back a little bit, but at the end of the day, 
all right, let me let me go in this direction. And the good thing too is that because I've accepted the worst, I now I ain't, I ain't worried about that. I'm not even thinking about it no more. And so now all of my energy and my power is being focused on what can I do, right? Online stuff. And then I'm at you know and 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 I you know I'll. Uh, oh, I'll tell you now, like even when I think about all the lives that have been lost um, unexpectedly, right? I said to myself, well, why a majority of us are not, we don't have life insurance, you know? And so that was, a, that. that's like a, like a perfect um, sort of business, you know, something that I wanted to do. I'm saying, you know what, like I, I, I was, you know, I had my licenses before I sold life insurance and annuities and things of that nature. But I said, listen. You know, from a from a perspective of helping people out, well, you know, I need to be in the life insurance business, you know. And so, you know, my wife has a life insurance uh, license um, that she uses. And so I'm like, well, why, why can't we come together where I provide, you know, uh, knowledge as it relates to life insurance, help people uh, build legacies, right? Because life insurance is a, is a product that build legacy um, and, and come together and build that business, right? And so that's a pivot that I take, I took as well, because at the end of the day, uh, even when the country opens up, I don't know how open I'll be to going out and being on stage again, right? Because, um, I, the, the the most gratifying part of being amongst people is not being on stage. I love being on stage. I love getting the energy up. But it's the meet and greets afterwards. Like afterwards, having a table, being able to talk to people, shake some hands, kiss some babies, right? Like that was the most gratifying part for me. Um, and so now just not understanding the, the, the climate and what's happening or whatever, you know, I don't know how open I'm going to be um, to doing that. And so I say all that to say, is that once I accepted the the worst case scenario, I now said to myself, "What is my opportunity to pivot?" Um, and then based on that opportunity, let me let me just go. And then that that um, allowed me to go in that direction. And then this leads me to Warren Buffett's number four, right? And so his fourth step to the habits that you should take in order if you want to if you want to achieve success uh, is to make your goal smaller. Right, make your goal smaller. Uh, he said, take one small step at a time to help build your confidence, uh, keep you moving forward, and prevent yourself from getting overwhelmed with the what ifs. Uh, in other words, don't focus on the top of the mountain, just focus on the first uh, molehill. Um, so, what's your first step, right? And so, I like that. I mean, not even like that. I love that um, as the fourth step because at the end of the day, um, and I mean, my whole business is, has been built on it. Like I even have, you know, in my books, right? So I, so I write, you know, I write books. So this is Taylor's way: life lessons through the eyes of a three-year-old. Um, and if you could see in the back of it, uh, you know, uh, this this little sign right here called One Brick Publishing. Um, so One Brick Publishing is my, you know, is my publishing company uh, that I that I that I built, right? And One Brick Publishing was literally uh, a company uh, that I built uh, for, for my books based on. Um, you know, uh, based on uh, Will, Will Smith, Smith, right? So Will Smith had uh, a story where he talked about, you know, creating a, a, a wall, right? Having a, this big wall um, and his, his father told him to break down the wall um, and in breaking down the wall, 
uh, his father said rebuild the wall, right? It took him and his brother a year and a half to rebuild the wall. But when they rebuild the wall, his father was like, yo, stop focusing on this big wall. Um, I want you to focus on one brick at a time. Um, and so that was poignant for me because at the end of the day, and that's why I call my company One Brick Publishing because instead of focusing on, because like my, like I want to sell 50 million books, right? Like that's my goal. Like I would love to sell 50 million books. Uh, I haven't sold a million yet, just to be clear. Um, but, but, I, but, I, but, I, but that's, that's my goal. goal. My goal is to sell 50 million books. And so I could focus on my, oh my God, yo, 50 million books. Yo, I haven't even sold a million yet. Like how am I get to 50 million? I can focus on that or I can build it one brick at a time. And that's why I called it One Brick Publishing because I said to myself that, you know, at the end of the day, I want to make sure that I'm doing everything I can do to eventually get to that space, right? And so that's why that's why I say that it, it's important that you make your goal smaller, right? And this is this is Warren Buffett's number four, that you make your goal smaller because as you make your goal smaller, now all you could focus on is what you could do right now. Stop focusing on, on, on the what-ifs, right? Focus on what, what you could do right now. What is the absolute thing that you could do right now? And that's where... You know, that's where 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 uh, greatness is made from. Greatness is made one step at a time. You can't skip steps, right? Uh, you know, Eric Thomas once said, it takes 20 years to be 20 years old, right? Like, if you wanted to be 20 years old, you can't just wake up and say, you know what? Let me visualize being 20. Let me visualize being 20 years old. Let me let me let me let me, let me, let me put 20 years old into my existence. No, right? The the the, the truth of the matter is that in order to be 20. You have to go through 20 years of being uh, – each year, right? You eventually get to 20 years old. You can't visualize that. And what I'm saying is, um, you know, that's just an example of time. And I'm not, I'm not saying that, that that, like, success takes – success does take time, but I'm not saying that there's a specific time. But there are some things – there are some steps that need to happen. If you take, you know, those steps in, in a year, then fine. If you take them, them steps in five years, then fine. If you take them, them steps in 20 years, whatever. But success takes time. There's a time. There's a process that needs to happen. And so you got to just build it one brick at a time, right? You know, break down your goals. Stop looking at this big thing. If you want to like, like, make a million dollars this year, then break it down. How much do you need to make per month? How, how much do you need to make per week? How much do you make, need to make per day? How, you know, what, what products or services do you sell? Um, and how much of it do you need to do in order to make it? Break it down. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, break it down um, to a point where you could just focus on what you could focus on every single day. Right? Like, when, I, when, 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 when my wife and I were talking about building uh, this insurance company, um, the, the first thing had to happen, right? Like, she had to get a life insurance license i had to get a life insurance license because i wasn't licensed you know what i'm saying so like you know and 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 we have to come up with marketing plan we got to come up with a game right like like there's a process in it you can't just wake up and say hey i'm gonna build a million dollar uh business and you just wake up and say hey, that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna build this million dollar business no like you have to have a plan and 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 when you have that plan that gigantic plan right like yo i want to sell 50 million books all right, I have this gigantic plan of, of selling 50 million books, but what is the the mold? Like, what is the operation? Like, how, how am I going to get uh, to the 50 million books? So, all right, y'all. Um, it's crazy. The time goes fast because I was, I was going to keep going and going and going. Um, but that is... 
the um, the four steps uh, that Warren Buffett talked about. Um, these are powerful mental habit, habits uh, to achieve success. Uh, and number one is assess all possible outcomes. Number two is to think in the positive. Number three is to reevaluate your worst case scenario. And number four, uh, make your goals smaller. Um, and so, so I, I love that. And that's why I spent so much time on it today, actually, because I felt like, uh, this is, you know, this was a great, great opportunity to talk about that stuff. Uh, I'm gonna go five more minutes. Cause I just want to, um, talk about some other stories that are in the news. So let's see, let's see. So, we're, so, uh, I mean, I think the, the only other, oh, there's two more, two more, um, uh, articles that I thought was good. Uh, one is about the economy and how the economy is going to rebound. And so a lot of economists and people are hoping uh, for V-shape economy uh, rebound. And what the V-shape means is that, you know, you're at a level, you drop low, and then you go back up, you know, to, to levels that you were before. Uh, and and that's what we all hope for that. We all hope that we're at this space, the economy goes down, and then we go back up. So that's what a V-shape uh, recovery looks like. But there is also a uh, L shape, and that's what a lot of economists are saying, right? The L shape means that we're gonna go down, and then it's gonna flatten out for a while, meaning that um, you know it's gonna take some time for the for the economy to get back, back get back together. Um, and so I, we you know we hope that that's not 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 gonna be the case. But when you look at the numbers, when you look at the amount of jobs uh, that are being lost, when you think about how many people are filing for unemployment, when you think about businesses that, uh, are probably not going to exist in the way they they've existed before in the past. Um, this is, you know, this, this does look like a L right. Uh, no, no pun intended, right. It does look like a L it does look like, you know, the economy is going to drop and then it's going to stay steady at that drop for a while. And what that means for you is, um, you know, just build your foundation, right? Build your foundation strong. Uh, make sure that you're you're, you're following uh, the steps uh, that you uh, should have followed or needed to follow um, ahead of time. But follow those steps. Follow the steps that say, you know, make sure you have six to eight months of expenses. Make sure that you're not just working for money. Make sure that money works for you. Um, invest your money in, in income-producing assets. Like, all these rules still apply. Like, they don't go anywhere uh, because the economy is bad. Uh, in fact, because the economy is bad, it's more uh, poignant of you to really focus on that on that space. But again, the good news is, and I said this earlier, the good news is, is that even with an L-shaped uh, recovery, the good news is that as, um, you know, maybe it turns to you, right? So, the, so it, it, you know, drop L-shape and then it goes back up. Um, you know, maybe it turns to you. I just made that up. I don't even know if there's like really a U-shape uh, economy, but hopefully that's it. Because at the end of the day, as we start to level out, uh, there are millionaires and billionaires that are made during these times. And I think that if you're diligent and building what you want to build, uh, as these companies start to to, to build, um, they also are going to need people to help them, and they're going to hire people uh, to help them get to that next level. And that's why, um, you know, I hope. Right, what's better than one billionaire, a thousand millionaires, right? So I hope that during this time, you, 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 all you listening, uh, you become one of those uh, billionaires or millionaires uh, to be able to provide jobs, uh, because you know for for so long, um, small business. 
I mean, this has been the the, the case forever, right? Small business has has is what uh, stimulates the economy. It's what uh, makes uh, you know uh, America the great the greatest country because of uh, all of the small businesses, you know. Um, you know what I mean? So, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go from there. My guy Shabazz Bailey says, if you compare this to 2008 after uh, the 700 billion was put into our economy, right? So like, think about it, right? Think about all the money that is going to be put into the economy. Um, it's just a, it's just almost like a wealth transfer, right? And so are you going to be, um, you know, are you going to be in a position to, um, to take care of that wealth transfer? So, um, all right, so let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, all right, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, uh, yeah. So there's one more, more, one more story that I want to talk about um, before I start opening it up for questions. And the one, um, the one story is just about recovery, right? The auto, auto recovery. You know, I remember um, that you know back in 2008, right? Detroit got hit hard, but they also got money for, for, for you know, from the taxpayers. Uh, to save them, but then they didn't really do what was right by the consumers, you know, and so they were giving consumers these bad loans. Um, and so the same thing looks like it's going to happen again, where uh, they're going to need a bailout. Uh, but this time we have to do the bailout right. Instead of uh, doing a bailout, just giving them money and then allowing them to still treat consumers the way they want to treat them. Um, they have to do them right, especially because uh, the Trump administration had rolled back a lot of the um, rules that the Obama administration had put, uh, uh, you know, put to help secure consumers. Right. So they got the Consumer uh, Financial Protection Bureau, which, um, you know, protects people from, you know, from being taken advantage of. And so a few of those laws have been passed. And so there's been discrimination in the auto business where. Um, you know, auto dealers are giving people who don't know horrible. So, 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 auto loans are horrible to begin with, but with, with, without protections, you know, you could really take advantage of people, and then that's what's been happening. And so, part of what we're asking and hope, hoping for is that as you bail out. The car industry, you also put back the laws that protect people. So, uh, for, and 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 we don't know if that's going to be the case. But if it's if it's not the case, what I want you know what I what I want you to do if you're in the market for a car, uh, the best thing to do is to go in and find your own finances. Do not go in to a car dealership trying to look for financing. Um, you know, allow go and find your own financing first and understand before you sign. Understand what you're getting into. Because um, a lot of lenders are putting markups on these loans and charging you astronomical um, amounts of money. And then what happens is when they charge you these astronomical amount of money, you kind of get stuck uh, in, a, in a space where uh, you cannot pay it. And you're in a cycle over and over and over again of recycling your car and not uh, you know, having a car that's just depreciating um, and you owe more than it's worth. And then now, you know what I mean? So, so make sure that if this bailout happens, let's hope that when they do the bailout for the, for the, um, car industry that they put these, you know, certain rules in place. But as it relates to you as the consumer, uh, make sure you're coming in with, with, you know, with some of your own finances. All right. I got 20 minutes for, um, question and answers. You have questions. He has an answer. Ask Ash Cash. 
get out of debt. Is this a good time to buy a house? What's a good credit score? It's a 401k. Yo, who's Dow Jones? Uh, Marticia, uh, CFP, my sister in finance, um, asked, uh, how did you start working on your business while working in banking regarding compliance? That's a great question. And that's why, you know, even though I'm, I'm asking people to put their questions uh, in the question box, uh, I saw that question and I, and I, and I thought it was um, uh, an, an important part because uh, in, the works, uh, in the words of Drake, uh, acts for uh, forgiveness, not for permission. So uh, the the truth of the matter is that when I was working in banking, and 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 this is um, uh, this is why I I go by Ash Cash, right? So my name is Ash Exantis, and so in the banking world, they knew Ash Exantis, but they didn't know Ash Cash. In fact, there was a lot of people who used the nickname Ash Cash, and so um, damn, I wish I had a copy of the book. But my first, uh, when I started my business, uh, I was still working in banking, uh, but I also would uh, write under Ash Cash. And what I realized is the the people that I was wanting to reach from a business perspective weren't the people that I was reaching from a business perspective. So I, I lived in two different worlds. Um, and, and so, so when, when I put on, you know, know when, when I put on my, um, you know, when I put on my suit and tie and I went into work, um, I was dealing with a certain set of people, and then when I take off the blazer, loosen up the tie, right? When I when I took Superman is alive, when I when I took that off and went to the community that I was writing my books for and, and all that stuff, it wasn't the same community. So I could be two people. I could be Ash Exantis and say hey, and go to the boardroom and be like, welcome, you know, thank you for coming in and have and do all that stuff. Um, but then also, you know, yo, you know what I mean? What up, y'all? I could go, I could go, I could go and be like, yo, what up? You know what I'm saying? It's it's talk that talk. Um, you know, when I was teaching finance, because the goal for me, uh, like I'm a hip hop head, right? So I grew up in the uh, in the '90s, um, and then you know I was a hip hop head, and and all of us who grew up in the '90s, even some in the '80s and the '70s or whatever, we all we still love hip hop, but we still we still you know we professional, but but we still talk that talk. You know what I'm saying? We got homes and we got responsibilities. We want to know about 401ks. We invest, but nobody's talking to that to that demographic about money. And so that was my aim. Um, and so, so Martisha, to your point, that's what I did. I, I asked for forgiveness, not for permission. I was like, you know what? Let me, let me just, let me just do it. And so, um, and that's why I don't think I have it. But um, maybe I do. My first book, I didn't have my face on the cover. I know I have it somewhere, but my first book, I didn't have my face on the cover. It was just a. Um, I got, I got like mad books around here. That's why I'm trying to like eye it and see if I can find it. Real quick, so I can show y'all. Um, but yeah, my first book didn't have my face on the cover, um, and so it just said Ash Cash. It said Mind Right, Money Right, Ten Laws of Financial Freedom. Um, and then I, you know, I was selling that book, selling it, selling it, and I was kind of living a double life until um, I, 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 I quit. <laughs> and so it took me about a year and a half where I wound up quitting. Um, you know, I wound up quitting, and then when I quit. Um, I then revised it. So if you see that that cover right there in the back, I'm pointing to it right there. 
Uh, my, that's, that's, that's a revised edition, and that's when I put my face on the cover. Um, and so to your point, Martija, yeah, it, there's compliance, there's all this other stuff that you can and can't do, you can and can't say. Um, and, 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 and honestly, that's, for, that's, that's the reason for a long time um, I didn't get into investing, you know, like, like I, um, you know, didn't get into like giving investment advice and stuff like that because I didn't want anybody to like tell me what I can and can't do. Um, you know, and so, that, so that's why even as I get back into like life insurance, um, I am, you know, I am, um, studying for my CFP, so I'm going to get that, but it's still, it's still not product based. You know, I'm still, I still want to make sure I can say whatever I want to say without, um, you know, having or without, um, needing permission, you know what I'm saying? So that's, so that's a great question. All right, um, so we got uh, She Loves Good Things on Instagram. And so if you have any questions, please put them in the comment box um, or, you know, comment below on Facebook. Uh, but uh, She Loves Good Things says, uh, you mentioned people should start uh, um, start job. Can you share what kind of job should people start? Um, would you advise, let me just see, would you advise, I got I to move in. To see, would you advise government workers, employees to quit? Um, I can't. So I can't see the rest. Um, I can't see the rest of that. So it says, well, you mentioned pe uh, people should start jobs. Can you share which, what kind of jobs people should start? Would you advise government government workers to quit? Um, yeah, no. So 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 I I don't I don't think anybody should be quitting jobs right now. I don't think anybody should be quitting jobs right now. I think that we're at a we're at a place where if you have a job, you should be grateful for your job. In fact, your job is uh, your first investor, um, and so don't you know? Don't uh, there's two two quotes I'm gonna say right. Number one is um, you know don't don't cut your nose to spite your face right. But then also uh, don't don't what is it what Jay said don't uh, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater right. Meaning that if the baby's the gift. And then as you're cleaning the baby, the baby gets dirty. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like if you got a government job, right? A government job which gives you some level of security. Um, your job is your first investor. So I would not quit. Uh, what, I, what I would do is, um, and I made this mistake. Uh, and it's not a mistake because I learned from it. So, I'm, so let me let me take that back. It's not a mistake, but I remember when I when I left banking, I quit cold you know cold turkey without having other things set up. Um, and I almost went through foreclosure. I almost, you know, like threw the whole thing away because I was trying to be fancy, throwing myself a retirement party and thinking I was, you know, all that because I was on Hot 97 and and all these, you know, major news outlets, you know. Uh, but I had to realize that at the end of the day, um, it's not about me. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, it's not about me. At the end of the day, um, I need to be smarter. Um, and so I wound up getting to a position where, um, you know, you, you shouldn't just quit your job. You should have a plan. Um, and if your job is paying you, uh, you can actually use the, some of the money from your job to actually start your business. Um, but to your question about what type of jobs that you should start, um, I think anything that you're passionate about, honestly, right? Anything that you're passionate about, uh, anything that aligns your gifts and who you are with uh, what people need is what business you should start. Um, and the, the truth of the matter is that as you do that uh, and you get busier and busier, uh, you'll then start to need to build a team. So I'll give you I'll give you a prime example even with myself. Um, so like right now, um, you know, I started uh, doing these. Right. So I, so I do a, I do a daily show. 
Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m. And I am, you know, doing this. You know, I started doing it by myself on my on my own. Uh, but then I needed I needed help, right? So I needed to hire somebody. So I hired somebody. Fast shout out to my guy, Sean Goody. You know, so I hired Sean. Um, who does my graphics. So if you're, I mean, IG, you don't see this, uh, but if you go to ashcashtv.com, you're going to see that I actually have a ticker symbol. I have, or actually, I think I think I could show you on, um, I, I, I could show you um, on IG, right? So like, um, right? So my IG people, like you, like what you, you know what I'm saying? What you see is um, only me. Right, but on the background, right, I got the you know what I'm saying you see that I got the mic going, I you know what I mean so so like what you see is uh, just me, right? But uh, the truth of the matter is that I have a whole production going on, right? And so with this whole production that's going on, I couldn't do this by myself, so I hired uh, you know my guy Sean who's helping with the graphics, right? Who's breaking down the videos for me, uh, who's making sure that those numbers, right? So if you look at those numbers, those numbers are up to date. Um, and so every day those numbers have to be updated. Um, and so eventually, right? So I'm interviewing producers right now, right? Because um, I wake up four in the morning um, and then and then when I wake up four in the morning, I then have to look through the news. I got to figure out what's what, you know what I mean? And so now um, I want to hire a producer to help, you know, uh, produce the show. I want to, hires uh you know a news writer to help you know write write you know write some of the some of the content so it could flow uh, a little better uh we then are going to take the content uh and put the content uh online uh you know as a podcast uh provide uh a bonus material so i, I want to start interviewing people uh you know and 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 once i interview people i put that as a bonus in the podcast to get people who are uh, lit watching to eventually you know find the bonus material and then after I do that, I then I'm going to start doing advertising. So if you have a small business, if you're a corporation or whatever, I'll start doing advertising. So when you think about this, honestly, what I'm doing does not exist, right? There isn't a financial news outlet that is specifically talking to us, right? And I am building that. And so one brick at a time, I'm starting it small, I'm starting it slow, but as it gets bigger and bigger, I promise you, there are going to be uh, jobs, right? There are going to be jobs that are created from this. And so, so far, I just told you about three jobs, right? So I, so I have somebody who's who, from a video perspective who's helping out, um, you know, a, a producer, a news writer, that's three jobs. But then think about as it gets bigger and bigger, where um, the, the country opens up and can I get... Uh, news correspondence, right? Can I get people uh, to to be man on the street and ask questions? And can I, you know, and and then as it gets bigger and bigger, can I move it from my my home or you know my home studio, right? I'm home right now. Can I move this from home and eventually get us a, a big studio? Like when you think about like Dave Ramsey, right? Can I get a can I get a home? Can I get a, a real studio? Not a because this is a real studio, but can I get a a studio that's 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 like fully made for that right could i get um you know uh can i can i can i create a, a phone line systems where people could call in like all these productions like why why can't this be built into sort of like a cnn so my my, my, my point is and I, I didn't mean to belabor uh the question but my point is that yes you start with something you're passionate about and as you start with, with what you're passionate about 
you you create the jobs from there, um, and then it gets bigger and bigger, right? Think about advertising. Think about sales reps. Think about things that could be be started from from this. So, um, so that's a great question. Um, all right, next question we have. So, if you have any questions, please put them in the uh, question box. Uh, please put them in the question box, and I will answer them. And if you're on uh, Facebook, uh, please put them in a comment, and I'll answer them. Um, LaChina, La, La, La China, uh, La China B um, says, or oh, I am LaChina B says, um, how do you create a successful press release for a new book if you've never appeared on big big media platforms? That's a great question. Um, and so the press release is not about the platform. Um, because you don't really talk about your platform in the press release, right? And so if you're writing a book um, and you want to have a press release, the, pr the, the press release is actually what, give, what puts you on big media platforms, right? Because the press release is, is finding um, a, you know, a silver lining in your book and what you provide uh, from a book perspective and then making the media interested in that topic. So I'll give you a prime example. I didn't do a, a press release yet, but I will. Um, but let's say, so I have a new book coming out called The Great Financial Reset, right? And A Great Financial Reset is a book that gives you five ways to overcome, survive, and thrive in any financial crisis. Um, the reason why I haven't done a, um, a press release yet is because um, I need to know, or I want to know, not need to know, I want to know, I want to get a better sense of when it's going to end so I can talk in more um, definite terms like, oh, the economy looks like this, but do these things, right? My five things are going to work, but I want to put like real life examples in it. And so that's why I haven't done a press release yet, right? I'm going to write a press release, but my press release wouldn't. So, so far, I've, you know, I've been on the Steve Harvey show talking about the book. I've been on Sway in the Morning talking about the book. Uh, I've been on, you know, you know, major media outlets talking about the book. But when I write my press release, I'm not going to say as heard on the Steve Harvey show or heard on Sway in the Morning. I'm not going to say that because um, the point isn't that, right? Because a press release, think about what, what the words say, LaChina. Press release. You're releasing this to the press. You're telling the press Yo, this is what I have. And so what you do is you write it in a way that um, gets people interested. So you say, hey, um, you know, uh, best-selling author releases, you know, best-selling author and financial educator releases a book uh, that talks about how to bounce back financially during this, this, this pandemic. And so literally, right, literally um, that is the headline. And so if Fox News, if NBC, if The Breakfast Club, whoever, like they sift through the press, right? The same way I wake up in the morning and I look through I look online to see, you know, what news is worth talking about on my show. That's, that's the, the same, same thing, thing they do. They they, they comb through articles, they comb through stuff as well. You know what I'm saying? Um and so at the end of the day, as they're combing through, like they're combing through stuff, and they might see LaChina, and they might be like, "Yo, LaChina has a book on fill in the blank, right?" And so as as they look at it and they say, "Yo, LaChina have this this book on, you know, uh, you know, fill in the blank," then they'll say, "Oh, you know what? Let me let me look her up." And that's why I mean, LaChina, you're part of my my my, my course, right? And so. Think about it. Like that's why you think about in the course, right? So I have a course um, called Mind Right, 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 where I teach people how to write books and, and make money from it, right? 
and um, and, and, and Latrina is one of my students in there. And when you think about the way the workbook is broken down, think about why I I don't I don't talk about press till after because you gotta be prepared for press. Right? Press don't just come to you. You have to be prepared for press. If you're not prepared for press, it's not going to work, right? The reason why, I'll give you an example. I was recently on Sway in the Morning, right? And during Sway in the Morning, um, Sway was like talking about entrepreneurs and being hostlers or whatever the case may be. And he was like, yeah, Ash, yo, back in the day, you used to sell mixtapes and, and, and CD. No matter if Heather B had made this joke. Heather B was like, uh, you know, Sway did this, this intro, and the intro was so dope, right, and introing me. And then once he, he did the intro, he also, um, you know, uh, Heather B was like, yo, you need to put that on your mixtape. Uh, and so... Uh, I started talking about it or whatever, and then uh, Sway was like, yo, you should definitely put that on your mixtape, but, but yo, you don't even know Ash used to sell mixtapes. How did he know that? I didn't tell him that. It's because he researched. He went to my website, and, I, and my website has my whole story, right? And so LaChina, and I'm running out of minutes on, on, on IG, so I might come back. But um, what happens is that, you know, it is... Um, you, you, you got to be press ready. ready. So, so you have to build your websites. You have to build stories. You have to build your bio. So that when you put out your press release and somebody says, yo, who is LaChina B? And they Google your name or they look at your website or they look at whatever, they now could see, you know, what's what, who's who. And then they, and then they invite you. Like people invite me to press, not because like I'm the best person that did it because it's other people who are probably smarter than me. Um, probably not. Let me let me not say that. But no, no, I'm joking. But there are probably other people that are qualified also that could they could bring onto their 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 platforms. But because I you know I have a succinct story, you know I could definitely um, you know people are, are are ready to bring me on. I got Michelle Major on uh, Facebook that says Ash. I have a twenty year old. I have a twenty year old that has high ambitions, but he is all over the place. How do I get him to focus on one thing at a time? Um, it's the plan. Um, and that's a great question, uh, Michelle. Um, and so everything starts with a plan. Everything starts with a plan. So I would, you know, I would encourage you uh, to sit down with him um, and to really go over all of his plans. All right, so what what is it that, he, that you want to accomplish, right? What are those goals that you want to accomplish and break down each and every one of those goals into tangible steps? The reason why that's important, the reason why people um, are all over the place is because they don't have clear direction. That's it, right? Think about, think about you know, somebody who wanders. Uh, somebody who wanders does not have clear direction. So if they had clear direction, if they knew which direction they were going, then they wouldn't take detours, Right, like, 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 think, think, think about, and, and Michelle, I use this as an example, right? Think about it. If you get in your car and you put uh, your destination in the GPS system, right? There's no way that that the GPS system is going to tell you to turn left and you don't turn left, right? There's no way that the GPS system tells you to turn right and you don't turn right because you've already told the GPS system. You already said, yo. This is where I want to go. And so the GPS system knows the route to get there and it's going to tell you how to get there. Um, and so what happens is that a lot of times when people are wondering, it's because they don't, A, they either don't have clear direction. And if they do have clear direction, they don't trust the direction that they're taking, right? Because that happens too. 
you might you might put your, your you know you might put your directions into the GPS system, and then it tells you to turn right, and you're like, "Why well, gotta turn right when I should be doing you know going this way?" And then now you get yourself lost or get yourself stuck in traffic because you didn't follow that direction. And so what I would say to your 20 year old Michelle is that um, you know make sure you you're writing down all of the goals that you want to accomplish and then writing down all those goals that you want to accomplish. What are the steps that it's going to take for you to get to those goals and really assess, um, you know, what I, I talked earlier about breaking down your goals into small steps. Now, now put all of those goals into small steps and can you realistically do everything it takes to get, to get to that one step? You know what I'm saying? Or, or can you do one step of, of different things or, uh, can you be in a position where you focus at one thing at a time? I, um, you know, believe, and, and, and Oprah said this as a quote, uh, you can have it all, but just not all at once. So I believe that, yes, you could be in a position where you have all these multiple things that you're working on, but even as you're working on those multiple things, uh, you have to focus at one thing at a time. And then once you focus at one thing at a time, uh, then you could begin to start to delegate the things that you don't have to do and then move on to the next and the next and the next and the next. Um, you know, virtual assistants are really, really dope. Um, and so to your 20-year-old, um, I would definitely say, hey, have him focus on this one thing, um, get good at that one thing, focus on that one thing. And then um, if there are other things that... Uh, he needs to focus on or he wants to focus on, uh, then he pivots. Um, um, I've also realized too that a lot of times when you are when you when you do start to focus on that one thing and that one thing starts to pick up, you start to realize that, man, I don't even got time for other things. You know what I'm saying? And so what happens too is that when people are focused on, on so many things, that's because they haven't they haven't tasted success yet. Like like I've I know what it takes to be successful. And it's hard. It's hard to be successful at more than one thing at, at the same time, unless you're delegating. Unless you got a, a team helping you, it's really difficult for you to be successful at more than one thing. You could get some success, which so some success is different from success. Let me just be clear, right? Like, like if you, you know, if if you if if you put a product or service out and people start buying it then you had some success. But to be successful, you have to meet those marks. You have to meet the numbers that you set forth for yourself. So you might say, yo, I want to sell 100,000 books. Okay, if you sold 1,000 books in a day, that's a great that's a great day. But did you sell your 100,000, right? So you had some success. So what I'm saying is that the moment you pivot away from your some success to focus on something else, you take away from the ability to have the massive success that you should have. You know, I was I was at a, a conference uh, last year uh, uh, in October, I think. Uh, and in the in the conference, it was um, uh, Stedman, right? Um, you know, Oprah's partner, Stedman. And Stedman was, was given an example that a lot of people uh, pivot, right? Like uh, people get some success and then they automatically are already thinking about what, what should they do next. No, keep like you just had success. Why you think about what you're doing next? Why don't you do more of what got you successful? Right? Like you sold a thousand books. Why not why why not be not why write another book? No, that's different. Let me not say that. Because I write more, you know, more books only because I have a fan base that um that wants other content from me. So that's a bad example. But let's say you sold a thousand books doing this thing, why not do more of that thing? 
right? Why not get to a space where you're doing more of what got you successful? Like, why why pivot so fast if you've gotten success? You know what I'm saying? Like, so 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 that so so that's what I would say. That's what I would say. All right, what questions you got? Because I I'm six minutes over, which is fine. Um, but let's see what questions. If y'all don't have any questions, I'll definitely sign off and I'll see y'all tomorrow. Uh, but also make sure y'all go to uh, mindrightmoney.com because I'll post uh, this show on there. I'll also post other stories that I didn't get to um, on there. So make sure y'all go to mindrightmoney.com uh, so you can see all of the top stories that uh, we talk about uh, for, for the day. Um, make sure you tune in Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Um, to 9 a.m. Uh, Michelle, thank you so much. I let him hear your answers. No, my pleasure, my pleasure. And also have him reach out if you want too, because I because I was once a twenty year old. Uh, I started my I started my baking career at nineteen, uh, so I was I was once a twenty year old that had a lot of ambition and a lot of uh, you know things that I wanted to uh, do. Um, and so definitely you know connect with me whether it's Facebook, Instagram, uh, uh, email info at mindrightmoney.com. Um, but it's my pleasure. Um, but yeah. So, yeah, make sure you tune in to the Ash Cash Show every uh, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. Oh, 9 p.m., 9 a.m. Uh, if you are on Instagram and you want to see the live, make sure you all subscribe to my YouTube. Please subscribe to my YouTube. I have, like, 500 people on my YouTube. I need, like, I need thousands. Like, I need I need y'all help. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, I need you to go to ashcashtv.com. Uh, so everybody, go to ashcashtv.com. And subscribe to my YouTube. Oh yeah, Eastern Time, 8 a.m. to to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So for my West Coast people, uh, that is 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. for you. Um, and then Blue Soldier. Uh, so so Blue Soldier has a question. Let me answer some more questions. I got I got a little bit of more time. Um, did you start your business with a team or by yourself and built a team after? Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's the former. So I started my business uh, by, oh, yeah, it's the it's the latter actually, not the former. Uh, I started my business by myself and built a team afterwards because, um, I you know I always talk I always talk about the the lean startup. Uh, the lean startup is a is a book that I think everybody should read uh, because it talks about how to uh, start a business um, and the best way to start a business is to start with the, with a, with a minimal viable product, which means that before you start. Uh, building like overhead and, and paying people and things of that nature, uh, you want to make sure that there's a capacity that people want what you actually offer. Um, and so you want to start, uh, what, I, what I would say, you want to start as lean as possible. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, um, I started out lean. You know, I started out, you know, just, just you know, one, you know, one person, you know, and, and, and just hired, you know, like I had independent contractors, like I hired a graphic designer. If I, you know, if I needed, if I needed, you know, services, I would just hire those services out. Um, but then eventually as your business starts to grow, you're going to just need more help. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, and so my, you know, my team right now, one, two, three, four, like five of us, you know? Um, and so I have a, I have a pretty lean team still, but I, I suspect that uh, as things get bigger and busier, that the team is it's gonna have to grow, you know. Because I like, like I give you an example. Like I have no like sales reps, you know, but I have tons of stuff that I sell. So I'm, so I'm, I'm the main marketer. Like I'm, you know, I market my products and services. Make sure you go to shop.mindrightmoney.com. You know, get some books. 
uh, get some planners, right? So I, I'm the main marketer. So I market my stuff um, to my audience. Um, and so, so I'm the main person that does that. But imagine... Uh, if I had a sales team, right? Like Grant Cardone has a sales team. So, so, so don't think that he's all over the place because he um, is, he doesn't have a sales team. Like most successful people that you know their name is because they have a sales team. You know, they have a team of people who make phone calls on their behalf. Um, like I'm, I'm putting together my mind, right? I'm revamping my mind, right? Legacy Builders program, uh, which is that program that you see right there, uh, right? Um, it's, you know, it's like a, a Dave Ramsey uh, program. Um, and but, but I'm revamping that program, um, and and you know I want to target churches. I want to target nonprofit organizations. I want to you know all these partners. I can't do that by myself. I'm gonna need like a, a sales team, a team of people to like go out and and do that. And as I get those sales people, they're gonna now um, bring in money for them for themselves and their family. They're gonna bring money in, more money into the to the company, whatever. And then that's how you know the business gets built. You know, um, and so again to my, to, to your question. Uh, Blue Soldier is yes. Uh, I started out uh, by myself, and then I built the team afterwards. And I don't think that stops. I think that the more successful you get, the more people you should be hiring uh, to help uh, build your business. If you want to get to that next level in your business too, because some people might have a level of success and and be good and just stick stick to that level of success. Um, but you know, if if you if you good with that, that's fine. You like not everybody has the capacity to build to run a team. That's another thing as well, um, is that not everybody has the capacity uh, to build a team. Uh, it takes it takes leadership skills actually. Right, you have to be a leader to build a team. Um, and so just make sure you have the capacity. Make sure that's something that you want to do. Some people, you know, I know people who are solopreneurs. And they're okay with it. Like, yo, I'm a solopreneur. Um, I wake up, I do my business, I make my money, and I take care of my family, and that's it. I'm good. I don't want to go bigger than that. You know what I'm saying? And that's fine. Um, and, and, and I'll be, I'll be honest. I ain't going to see it in a lie. At one point, that was me. Like, at one point, I was okay being a solopreneur. At one point, I was like, yo, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like, Because I, 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 was a, I was a bank manager for years. And I had, I had like, double-digit team members. Like, I, like I, I've done that before. And it's you know it's a lot like it ain't it ain't, it ain't for the faint of heart like it's it's a lot to manage a team of people you know what I'm saying especially a team of people different ambitions different personalities it's it, you know it's a lot uh, to kind of get that to do it so you have to make a decision on whether you you want to do it and if you do want to do it then how do you build it in the most effective way do you build it and have employees or do you build it and have you know 1099 independent contractors you know what I'm saying and I think that's that's a determining factor as well. Um, you know, again, even for me right now, like I, even as I build a team, I'm not, I'm not hiring, like I'm not W2ing anybody. Um, you know, like, like, you know, I would, I would hire independent contractors, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I, because the reason why too is that I don't want employees, you know what I'm saying? Like anybody I do business with, I want them to be a business partner, right? I want them to partner with me, you know what I'm saying? And so as they are a business partner, they could, you know, uh, build their own business within what I'm building. You know what I'm saying? Opposed to being my employee, and if my, you know, if my stuff, uh, if if I decide to close, let's let's say I hire all these people, and I decide to close my business now, you know, they they are stuck. They're relying on me. I don't really like that model. Uh, I don't like the model for myself. Like I I don't like working for people because I don't like the um the you know I don't I don't like to put um the onus of not even the onus because onus is like responsibility so not not even the responsibility uh i don't want 
someone else to be able to dictate whether me and my family eat. I don't really like that, you know. And so because I don't like that, I don't I can't see myself working with working for somebody. I can work with somebody and I have and I and I do um but it can't be the majority of my income and if it is, I'm going to work towards um you know changing that balance, you know what I'm saying? Because I want to be in control of my financial uh, destination and my financial de- uh, destiny. Um, and so if I don't like it, I wouldn't put people in that position. I never want to put anybody in a position where they have to work for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you, you're in a position where you have to work for me. Uh, you know, you, you know, you, you know, if, if I decided to take a vacation and you're not making no money, no, I want us to work together. Right. And so if, 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 if whatever you're doing for me, I want you to be able to do for other people as well. I want you to take on other people as clients. You know what I'm saying? Or if you're whatever you're building, I want you to build it where you can stand on your own too. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? If if everybody in your in, in your in your crew is rich, your crew is rugged, right? Nobody will fall because everybody be each other's crutches. And I I believe that. So um all right, great question, blue collar. Uh let's see. Uh, if you have a mutual whole life insurance policy, what process, what's the process uh, for accessing a 500, man, that's like a, who? that's like, yo, November Sunshine is asking like specific, specific, right? If you have a mutual whole life insurance policy, what's the process of assessing uh, or accessing 500,000K in dividends? And so, um November sunshine. What I would say for you is to reach out to your 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 agent that sold you the policy, um, and and really speak to them about that specific question. And the reason why I'm saying that is that uh, even as somebody that's in the life insurance business, uh, it will be important to know what com- you know. Every company, every life insurance company, has um, different rules. You know, as it relates to. Um, how to access money. They have different stipulations, things of that nature. And so uh, just make sure you uh, contact your agent uh, just to, you know, just to make sure you understand uh, what are the stipulations that that company has said. So I appreciate the question, uh, but I, I couldn't, I'm not going to be able to answer that only because it's specific to your, uh, you know, to your, your, your life insurance contract, right? Cause it's a contract. So uh, I think in your contract, it'll tell you, uh, what what the stipulations are? How do you get to that next? How do you get to that level? I appreciate the question. All right, y'all. Um, uh, I I I will definitely do that before I get the policy. Oh, okay. So you're about you're about to get the policy. Okay, so that's good. That's good. So um, I mean, if you don't have an agent, holla at me because, like I said, I have a uh, I have a life insurance business. So if you're interested in in that November sunshine. Uh, shoot me a DM so we can set up a time to talk, uh, and I could I could I could answer that question. You know what I'm saying? Like I thought I thought you had the contract already, but yeah. But if you if you're looking for life insurance, uh, then shoot me a DM and I could uh I could I could do that. Please anyway, unless you want a corporate structured model. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, singled out loud says, isn't it harder to have employees anyway unless you want a corporate structure and model. Yeah, no, for sure. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it, it is it is it is more difficult to have employees. Um and so that's why I think it's better to, to you know to hire people um as like independent contractors and stuff like that. Um all right y'all 918 I went 18 minutes uh over over time which is which is fine. 
Uh, definitely uh, go to mindrightmoney.com. I'm gonna I'm gonna be posting most of the news there. Uh, make sure you go to ashcashtv.com. Subscribe to me on YouTube uh, so you can see the videos live and, and the chop ups and things of that nature. Uh, go to shop.mindrightmoney.com. Um, you know, so so that way uh, you could uh, support my books. Support the planners and e-guides, but not just only support. I promise you, I'm giving away a million dollars worth of game. Um, and so if you if if you look at the um, um when, if you look at like my my um track record, you know what I'm saying? Like I definitely give out a lot of information. So um please go there. Uh all right. Not, do you have an external speaker for that mic? No, no, I don't need to hear myself. So what I uh, so what I do is with the mic, um, this is what I'm having streamed to uh, Facebook, YouTube, and all that stuff, and then I just listen to my Facebook just to see the volume. So I don't I don't really need speakers uh, for it. Um, Sherrod Bates on Facebook says, "Can you cover day trading sometime this week?" All right, I'll do that. I'll cover uh, I'll cover day trading. I'll I'll take a look at it. Um, and cover it. All right, y'all. I appreciate y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you tune in every Monday um, through Friday, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I will see y'all uh, tomorrow, same time, same place. I appreciate y'all. Peace. <laughs>